2: Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
1: Game Time Decisions presents the DFS Lineup Lock Hour, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. DFS, Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. I'm Gabriel Renzi Loss, Cam Stewart, Lineup Lock Live. Let's talk uh, some DFS. We'll try to get some golf uh, DFS a little bit uh, after, kind of uh, thrown for a loop. Uh, We won't be on Wednesday uh, when we normally do our DFS uh, talk, but we've got some uh, baseball DFS uh, to break down uh, right now this evening uh, with the best in the business. Drew Dickmeyer joins us, as he does every Monday. Drew, it's always a pleasure, my man. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Gabe? We're ready to play some. Uh, ready to play some DFS baseball tonight. I'm looking forward to betting on some baseball uh, tonight as well. So let's uh, let's jump right in here. A lot of the um, the projections uh, that I see uh, are all over the Colorado Rocky outfield tonight. You got Pittsburgh and Colorado. Yet that's not the highest total of the night. The highest total of the night actually involves Seattle and uh, Texas. Uh, What's what's your take? Are are these the two games? Are you looking at these games? But I know you're also a contrarian because you you know what games the public are generally going to be attracted to. So uh, what's your take on the Seattle, Texas and Pittsburgh, Colorado? Are these the two public stock games
0: tonight? Yeah, it looks like those will be two of the favorite spots by the public tonight. I think Colorado, especially Uh, David Dahl getting that leadoff spot. Is going to be a great value play no matter what site you play on because he really hasn't been healthy this year. He hasn't been in the major leagues of late. He was on kind of a rehab assignment, got activated, and now he's, you know, leading off in Coors Field for the Rockies with a favorable matchup with the Platoon Edge against Joe Musgrove. And the Rockies have a five, five and a half implied total or so. So David Dahl is going to be one of the highest owned plays individually, and that'll kind of shoot some of the stack ownership uh, up on colorado as well seattle should be pretty popular texas is a big park upgrade for them it's always hot in in the summer in texas you've got like mid 90s high 90s temperatures and martin perez is a guy you always want to pick on it'll be interesting to see if those lefties um in in seattle's lineup will get some of the same attention we know nelson cruz historically hits lefties really well but guys like kyle Seeger have held their own against lefties it'll be interesting to see if they carry the ownership left on left
1: i want to talk about trevor Bauer. let's jump into the pitching a little bit here uh, Bauer is the the um, the big ticket item tonight at twelve thousand three hundred dollars on DraftKings, and yeah, he's a stud and he's averaging twenty five point DraftKings points uh, per start, uh, Drew. But Minnesota of all teams have actually hit him, and there's a weird anomaly with the Minnesota Twins just seemingly always beating the Cleveland Indians. They've won seven out of the ten times they've played head to head this year, and there are quite a few guys with some pretty good. Um, pretty good uh, number lines against uh, Trevor Bauer. I know the strikeouts is going to still be there, but is it Bauer or Buss for you, or are you staying away from him?
0: Yeah, it's not Bauer or Buss by any means. I think there's better options at cheaper price tags, and I think that's really what drives me away from Trevor Bauer a little bit more tonight than the individual history versus the team. We still have him projected for, like, 23 DraftKings points, so a little bit below his seasonal average. And at 12,300, that's certainly a viable play, but on a slate with so much offense with – Texas in the heat there with Colorado on the slate with the Yankees in Chicago against a below average pitcher uh, with Cleveland facing Kyle Gibson and having an implied total over five. There's just a lot of offense on the slate. So I'd rather drop down to specifically Noah Syndergaard, who's 9,600, almost $3,000 cheaper than Trevor Bauer. And, you know, coming into the season, we would have expected these two guys to have their prices kind of reversed in this case. But late in the season, uh, Bowers had a breakout year. Syndergaard's battled injuries all year. Now Syndergaard's at home against the C- Cincinnati lineup that's a little bit depleted via trades, also via injuries to some of their left-hand thumpers uh, as the year's gone on. And you've got Syndergaard at just 9,600. Uh, just released that Kerwin Danley is going to be behind home plate, which is a favorable umpire in our model for starting pitchers. So I think Noah Syndergaard is the ace that we're going to build around tonight.
2: Hey, Drew, I was going to ask you about Zach Godley of Arizona, um, 8700 bucks, and the guy's been a strikeout machine. And uh, you know the Phillies, they tend to be free swinging. What about him at 8700
0: We think he's a little bit overpriced. Uh, we have a good projection on him, and we have him as a positive value. Uh, Philadelphia is a good matchup for strikeouts, certainly one of the best matchups in the league for strikeouts. And obviously Arizona this year with the humidor has played a lot more pitcher-friendly. Than in the past, but we like guys even a little bit cheaper than him. Uh, One in particular is Nick Tropiano from the Angels, who's just 6,200 over on DraftKings. So if you're in need of a starting pitcher too, that can really free up a lot of space to dedicate to your offense. He's facing Detroit at home. Uh, Detroit's a very you know right-hand heavy team. They're not that great of an offense. They're getting a park downgrade in LA. They have an implied total below four. So Tropiano looks like the the cheap starting pitcher, too, that we're interested in. Um, I'd say it's not a particularly deep starting pitching slate, so Godley is probably one of our top, like, eight starting pitchers on the slate, so certainly not a bad play by any means, just not one of our very top val- uh, values.
1: Uh, what are your thoughts on Cole Hamels? I'm taking a look at Cole Hamels here. And, <laughs> you know, obviously, going to the National League was going to be somewhat of a shot in the arm for him, and I, just the change of scenery and the enthusiasm factor... And what does he do? He spits out nine strikeouts uh, in the National League against the red-hot Pittsburgh Pirates. Okay, was that adrenaline? That was his first start um, with the Cubs. All right, well let's backtrack a little bit. And he's back in the American League uh, tonight, but against the team that he just pitched against, um, you know, about a month ago or a month and a half ago, and he struck out. Um, he struck out eight of their batters and finished with 29 uh, DK points against. Um, Kansas City. What, what's your take on Cole Hamels tonight at
0: $9,000? We have Cole Hamels as a slightly stronger play than Zach Godley, but kind of in that same range where they're good values, and they will both be in my player pool tonight, but they're not kind of the, the preeminent values, and we have Syndergaard as a much better play than Hamels for just 600 more, but Hamels is a tough guy to figure out where kind of the baseline performance is, because obviously in the American League, and specifically pitching in Texas, he really struggled this year when pitching in those conditions that inflate, you know, how far the ball travels with the warm weather, and he's a guy that at this age, the velocity is not particularly great. He relies on his off-speed stuff a little bit more, and when he misses, it's generally the long ball that gives him trouble, as opposed to... You know, when you're younger and you throw a little bit harder, you can kind of get away with misses down, you know, in the middle of the zone. He can't at his, at his age. So I think in the National League, things will certainly be more friendly. Kansas City is not an offense that has a ton of power behind it in their lineup. Um, so I think it's a particularly good matchup, even though it's back in the American League tonight. And it's kind of reflected in that implied total, which is down below four.
2: Hey, Drew, uh, it's weird to actually I'm considering a Colorado pitcher. But his ERA, Freeland, is 2.46 at home. And, uh, you know, it's, it's absolutely unbelievable. $6,600, obviously a big risk at Coors, but Pittsburgh bats have been uh, pretty cold. What do you think about Freeland as co- a contrarian play?
0: He's been such a strange guy this year because I think his one of his last starts he was priced up around like 10 11 k because obviously he's been very good this year he's worked deep into games he's kept uh, the run prevention side really good and Colorado's whole pitching staff has been very very strong this year the the challenge we have not only along with the run prevention side because he's got an implied total against up near five. But we don't have Pittsburgh as a particularly friendly matchup for strikeouts. Now, I know Cole Hamels did just strike out a bunch of Pittsburgh guys in his first start back. But in general, we have uh, Pittsburgh as a little bit more of a contact-heavy team, especially against left-handed pitching. They get like a guy like David Friese in there who who makes a lot of contact. So we have him projecting as like break-even at 6,600, meaning he's an okay play. And on this slate, I think that makes him like our 10th or 12th best value. Uh, probably won't be in my player pool tonight. Uh, but also someone I'm not actively looking to, to pick on because he generally uh, limits uh, fly balls and limits power, and if you're going to beat him, you're kind of going to beat him with stringing together a lot of singles.
1: Yeah, I know, I see the Marte. is very expensive tonight. Very expensive. Yeah, I'm like, All right, I, don't, I don't really see where it matches up, but it is pretty bold, Cam. Nevertheless, uh, looking at a pitcher uh, in a mile-high city at not as bold as looking at Chen. Uh, tonight, <laughs> All right, Drew. So at $4,300, it's like, man, it's pretty freaking yeah. tempting. Yeah. You people are going to stay away. I don't have to tell you, but we know that, you know, in eight home starts, he's got a 218 earned run average at home as opposed to a 10.27 earned <laughs> run average on the road. So, you know, the best way of putting in a professional analysis here, Drew, is he doesn't suck at home.
0: <laughs> yeah that's, that's uh that's the way i put it as well yeah. and obviously that's, that home ballpark in miami is very conducive to his fly ball tendencies i mean he really lives on a high fly ball rate and so in those big parks especially in the summer months when you know the the weather keeps the roof closed in miami the ball just doesn't travel as far so that plus the price tag at 4300 certainly makes him viable i think Propiano is so much stronger of a value in the fact that cinder Guard's so underpriced you don't necessarily need chen but if you're like mass multi-entering if you're playing like 150 lineups having some exposure to (laughs) is is not like it's it's something that i i I will say that he he's going to be included we'll see if i get him into lineups but he's going to be included in my player pool as pitchers i'll consider 150 lineups yeah
2: Yeah, what do we got four
1: it's probably a few dudes listening tonight (laughs) yeah yeah i got five lineups I i like you know that's the he's pretty low down on on the pole. He's like, ah, if you're playing about 100, 150 lineups, I guess. So, so the way, yeah.
0: So the way we generally talk about it in DFS is there's guys who play like. You know, one lineup. There's guys who yeah. play three lineups for like the three max tournaments. Then there's like five max. Then there's like twenty max. And then there's 150 max. So generally, we'll refer to plays as like, okay, that guy is in play in all. That guy is in play in like 20 max. That guy's in play in like 150 max. We and Chen's in play in 150 max. He's not quite in play in the 20. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, let's let's talk some offense before we get yes. you out of here. Yes. So yep. we were talking. How about Seattle? Seattle's cooled off offensively, obviously, but they're in a pretty good spot, it would appear tonight against Perez. I want to ask you about that. I want to get your take on the Yankees, who were sort of getting their, you know, their willpower broken. Pretty, pretty tough weekend for them. Now they get uh, they get Covey tonight. And the White Sox, yeah, yeah. They're they're in a pretty good spot. You you would figure. So what what's your take on the offense? Uh, here this evening, and if everyone's going to be involved in Pittsburgh and everyone's going to be involved in the Seattle games, who are you looking at tonight?
0: Yeah, the Yankees, in in terms of one thing that we like to do is we've started providing some ownership projections as well from uh, the guys at Unsourced Fantasy Collective. And one of the things we like to do is we like to compare our projections to their ownership projections and then uh, do a little math and come up with a leverage score. Meaning that the higher our projections are versus the lower the ownership is, the better that team is a play in GPPs. And tonight, so we have like the team that's the top projected team for us is Colorado, but they're going to be very owned. So they're not one of our top leverage stacks tonight. The top leverage stacks for us tonight would be more like the Yankees. Uh, Cleveland, those teams that are going to go a little bit under the radar simply because Colorado and Seattle are going to draw so much attention.
2: I was going to ask you about a few Mets against uh, Javis coming back uh, to town. Uh, What about Nimmo, uh, Conforto, guys like that? The Mets might be a sneaky play if uh, you don't believe in Cincinnati.
0: Yeah, the, the thing I'm struggling with with Homer Bailey is he came back from the DL and he was throwing 95 that first start out. Now, I know he had success against Detroit. i actually forgot to check back in on the velocity his second time out so i'm looking that up now as we talk but 95 was about two miles per hour higher than where he had been you know most of his career and this is a guy that i know he's kind of been a guy that you can attack in dfs for a long period of time because he gives up a lot of home runs but he's also a guy that you know has multiple no hitters under his under his belt in his career he has good stuff he's just been hurt and he hasn't been very effective Throughout his career, so he got back that first start. He was throwing 95. Second start was 94 and a half in Detroit. So I'm kind of still hesitant on picking on Homer Bailey until he's like in a good park against a good offense. And I don't think either qualifies tonight with the Mets. One-offs though, because he gives up a lot of home runs, like a guy like Conforto who hits right-handed pitching really well. Totally in on that because I don't think that's going to be owned at all. I just don't think you need to stack it.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about Conforto actually. It's interesting you brought him up. Homer Bailey's the type of guys you stated he's almost like that quarterback that looks good in December. And they're like, yeah, all right, right we'll yeah. keep him for another year. Like yeah. Bailey's one of those guys that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. like he was one, in, yes. like he's one and he was one in seven with a six, six, uh, eight year, you know, earned run average. He was getting killed and stuff, but you'll see like down the stretch, he will start to pitch well and just sort of buy another year. Exactly. Someone like, wow, well, you know, I guess he makes a lot of money too. It's pretty crazy when you actually see a couple of quick notes, uh, Jose Bautista's in a 0 for 23 run right now. Uh, Scooter Gannett, is uh, jeanette has been uh, struggling as well. He's in a in a three uh, for 21 uh, spot. So, yeah, as far as these Yankees uh, tonight, uh, and what, what's your take on Stanton? If you're looking at the outfield here tonight, because that's where I was sort of pressed and 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 wondering where to go. It almost seems, I think everyone's going to jump in on Cargo. He seems to be very, very popular tonight. Polanco is so freaking expensive. Hoskins, 54. Not in a great spot against Godley here. Marte, I think, is overpriced. Carpenter's 5,500. He's on fire, but that's a lot. I do like Nelson Cruz. I like Nelson Cruz uh, tonight. I was sort of looking at Stanton. How do you approach the outfield Drew tonight?
0: Stanton's our highest projected scorer overall, and he's our second best value after David Dahl. Now, I think because Dylan Covey's had a little bit of relative success to how bad he's been on the whole versus right-handed bats this season, that the ownership on Stan and the Yankees in general as a result is going to kind of be under control. And this is where we see a lot of opportunity in GPPs to take advantage. Whether it be you know Stanton or Gleyber Torres or if you even wanted to work down the lineup with Miguel Andujar, uh, we think the Yankees are a pretty interesting stack this uh, tonight. The gu- guaranteed nine innings on the road, not only uh, facing Dylan Covey, but then the White Sox bullpen is is uh, behind him is very poor. So Stan's one of our top spends on the night.
2: What was your opinion on, uh, I was going to say, for Charlie Blackman, you know, he's 5,700 bucks. Uh, I love the doll pick. He's in my lineup tonight. But uh, which guys would you pay up for? The real, real expensive guys that you got to have in your lineup tonight, Drew?
0: Yeah, at the top of the spectrum, I think, you know, we're we the pool's gotten diminished because it sounds like Mike Trout's going to be out of the lineup tonight again. Uh, Charlie Blackman's out for... Dull, so like Cargo, uh, Giancarlo Stanton, Nelson Cruz, those are probably the biggest high-end spends. And then I would say there's a lot of value available kind of in the mid-tier. Ah, uh, Kyle Schwarber, you know, on the on the road uh, as a DH doesn't doesn't have to worry about kind of getting subbed out uh, mid game. Forty four hundred against Jake Junis, who gives up a lot of power, is interesting. Mitch Haniger uh, in that matchup against Martin Perez, yeah, a very favorable, player, pretty interesting at forty six hundred. Uh, Brett Gardner, even at forty five hundred, feels a little bit pricey, but we just have it as such a good matchup with Dylan Covey. Um, for his ability to, to be like a nice floor play to get go out and get you like 7 to 10 DraftKings points tonight. Um, basically, we're looking for outfielders from like Seattle, the Yankees, Colorado, a little bit of Cleveland, and a little bit of the Cubs.
1: One guy, uh, essentially you brought the Cubs. We've got about one minute uh, here. Well, real quick, uh, the music's playing, but uh, Ben Zobrist, I don't think he's going to be heavily owned, but he's been putting up some pretty nice numbers over the last week or so.
0: Yeah, old man going back to uh, KC as well. So a little bit of uh, of reminiscing from his time with the World Series
1: champions there. $4,700. Ben It's always a pleasure, Drew. Thanks for the time, man.
0: Thanks so much for having me on, guys.
1: Game Time Decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio, Lineup Block Live, continue. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. 843-6879, the Fancy Sports Radio Network, your free fancy source, 24 hours a day. Continues. Thanks to Drew Dinkmeyer for uh, for joining us on the program. So uh, let's jump in here and actually, I better uh, double check and we'll, we'll see who's. Uh, yeah,
2: that's the thing. Gabe, who the late
1: scratches are? There's a lot of. There's going
2: to be a lot of them, and a lot of them aren't even announced yet. Like Drew talked talked about. Uh, The situation in Colorado. There are a lot of people like Charlie Blackman out. We just saw Mike Trout day to day. A lot of these things haven't like they're just I've got
1: nothing but uh, check verifications next to my players. I like that. I like that. Systematically one by one. So let's start off. uh, I'll jump in here before we get into the golf. Uh, I'm going to go with Cole Hamels. I think Cole Hamels is in a good spot uh, here. We saw him man. He really lit it up uh, in his debut. He's rejuvenated right now. He goes from the, the terrible Texas Rangers to the Chicago Cubs. He responded nine strikeouts against the uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, and uh, twenty nine DK points. As I mentioned, he pitched against uh, KC about five starts ago or so, and also put up twenty nine DK points. I think Cole Hamels has starting to get uh, back in the groove, and man, means a world of difference who you're who you're pitching for. Uh, current Royals are hitting just one ninety five against him with two home runs, um, in uh, one hundred and eighteen at bats. With 30 strikeouts uh, as well, I think Cole Hamels is in a good spot here this evening. And I am buying into the fact, I don't trust the Indians, I am buying into the fact that the Twins own these guys. They've beaten them 7 out of 10 times. We'll go over it after. There's a ton of dudes that hit uh, Trevor Bauer very well. Uh, But with that being stated, I'm uh, extremely rolling the dice uh, here with Chen. Um, As we mentioned, nobody's going to want to own Chen. He's $4,300. Yeah. The guy's an arsonist when he's on the road, all right? He's got a 10.270 ERA. An arsonist. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I like that. See? You're right. You're right. He sets fires. Yeah. Uh, but when he's at home. Oh, he's actually, uh, when he's, he's, he's at water. Home. He's got a strong sprinkler system. Yeah, exactly. When, they, when he's at home. <laughs> It's a little bit different. He cools uh, off. That's right. They, oh, the sprinklers are working. A nice stream. Yeah, he cools nice off stream. for nice some stream. reason in Florida. I don't know. The irony. Yeah, it's actually the the opposite of what it should be. Dude, he's got eight. He's got eight home starts this year. He's got a two one eight earned run average. And it's like Freeland. The
2: guy's two forty six at Coors,
1: and he's three seventy four on the road. Like, yeah, it's but weird. it's not quite as extreme as oh, a no, ten point two seven on the road. That's extreme. Like he's two completely different pitchers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so much so, and I don't even know why teams don't do this more. Actually, but you know, at least Don Mattingly figured it out. Chen was supposed to pitch yesterday, and they were on the road. <laughs> yes. And they said, no, 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 no. We've we've <laughs> seen this enough to know that we're really going to try to avoid having you pitch on the road from now on. <laughs> so, I mean, you can't make a living like that forever in the big leagues, but I don't know. When you're a left-handed pitcher, you probably can. So. That's right.
2: Being a lefty is an advantage, buddy. Yeah,
1: so, you know, he's in a good spot here, so... I like him at forty three hundred dollars. All right, St. Louis Cardinals. Speaking of uh, speaking of Ched, one guy actually that has been hitting everybody right now is Yader Molina, nine for twenty five with three RBIs and three runs scored in his last uh, five games. Very impressive run for Molina right now. I think he's one of the top catching uh, picks of the night. A player we didn't we talked a little bit about the Cubs. I would have liked to get into this with Drew, but uh, Anthony Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo is just starting to kill it uh, right now. Uh, In a four-game set against the San Diego Padres, he had two home runs, four RBIs. He won seven for 14, so he hit 500 in this series. He's just four hits away from uh, 1,000 in his career, which most likely will come uh, probably tomorrow, actually. I'll say he gets a couple (laughs) of hits tonight, and he'll get a couple of more tomorrow. Tomorrow. So let's go with uh, Anthony Rizzo. I'm glad that Drew Dickmeyer said he likes the Cleveland Bats tonight. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the Kip man, Kippinus. Kipnis. 12, uh, 12 for 30 in his career versus uh, Gibson Guitars. He owns Gibson. Including a home run. Softwood. All right, we're going to go with, uh, we're talking about uh, Martin Perez on the hill here tonight. I'm pretty much stacking up Seattle. Uh, Seeger, Seeger finally uh, turned the page. Turned the page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was hit two home runs last year, didn't he? Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, uh, Seeger finally turned the page uh, after sucking uh, listen man he's still hitting 231. He's got problems all right. He had a 21 game home run uh, drought. But he had two solo home runs uh, yesterday Cam and he's two I think he's going to heat up now. I think it's one of these deals. I think it's time to buy in. And he goes into the uh the humid uh, temperatures against a crappy pitcher here tonight. I think that uh Seager turns the page <laughs> and uh, gets it done.
2: Yeah, he turned the page yesterday. I'm gonna, turning.
1: I'm going to take uh Segarra, man. Um, Segura just you know doing a little bit of everything, man. He's got 16 stolen bases, he's got 73 runs scored, he's hitting 309. Of course, uh, all star, and uh, he's pretty affordable here tonight. Uh, so we're gonna put we we got a Seattle stack. So we've got uh, Seeger, Segura, and uh, Nelson Cruz. Nothing not to like about Nelson Cruz tonight. And we also heard that Drew Dinkmeyer said that he thinks Cruz is one of his top uh, plays. And uh, my outfield's pretty powerful here. I've got uh, Cargo. Uh, Gonzalez, Nelson Cruz, and Stanton, who I also am glad to hear that he said, Drew said that's his number one projected player because I already had that uh, put in my lineup. I was really torn about the outfielders tonight. Blackman being out, Trout being out makes things a little easier for people, I guess. But as I stated, man, I thought those Pittsburgh Pirate guys were a little bit overpriced. They are. They haven't been hit. Like, that series, 5, say in? that's craziness. 5, 500 and stuff. I know, and way too expensive. So I'll live with Cargo at 56. But I think a pretty pretty nice team today, I think. Cole Hamels, Chen, Molina, Rizzo, uh, Kip, uh, the Kipper. Win one, one for the for Kipper. The, win one for the Kipper. Win one for the Kipper. Kyle Seeger, turn the page. Gene Segura, Cargo, Nelson Cruz, Stanton. What do you got, Ken?
2: Well, Gabe, I don't. Uh, I'm going with the heaven's choice tonight, Zach Godley. I'm hoping for a godly evening from Zach. Hey, he's the man. He's the he's the Lord. Ten strikeouts in his last game. I'll tell you, this guy only has nine earned runs his last start. I'm with him. I I know Drew said he's gonna you know be, do pretty well. He doesn't think he's gonna do great, but I'm telling you, I know Pittsburgh. They did strike out a lot. So I'm going to get, and I only get, I think it's, we're in a really good situation. Sorry, Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Phillies, man, these guys are strikeout machines. So Godley's not only been great with the strikeouts 29 in his last four games, 37.4 DK points in his last start, 10 Ks his last start and only giving up nine runs in uh, nine earned runs in his last six starts. I think that's a good play. I'm going with Freeland Gabe. I'm rolling the dice. We talk about the splits with Chen, man. It's insane. Chen splits. Freelands are not as uh, drastic, but still 246 at home. Uh, this guy's been all, great, even even better. Like, I'm telling you, his numbers have been fantastic, and his starts at Coors have been money. He hasn't given up any earned runs, and he starts like 0-1-1. Like, Freeland's been a real surprise story. It's a risk at Coors, but I'm taking him at $6,600 contrarian play. I'm going with Austin uh, Romine Lettuce as my catcher tonight. $3,200 against Covey, so maybe the Lettuce man will uh, stack the sandwich here. He's only $3,200. Hopefully the Yankees, uh, they can hit the ball against the White Sox. Who knows what's going to happen after that series against the Bo Sox. Jose Abreu, Gabe, I, I, I'm telling you, people laugh at the White Sox, but don't laugh at Jose Abreu. His numbers are absolutely stupid right now. He's had DK points, Gabe, 10, 17, 19, 21. He's had double digits in six straight games. You saw what the White Sox did to Tampa Bay pitching? They ate it up this week. They scored a lot of runs, eight runs. The White Sox are starting to hit, so the Yankees, they might be in a little bit of trouble tonight. I actually might take the Sox as a dog if I'm that crazy and baseball tonight. Again.
1: What? Listen,
2: I was, that's not, the, I that's was, the Mike, remember the psycho said when I saw the guy when they lost all those games yeah, to Tampa know. Bay in a row, I know,
1: but the thing is I wasn't on him in all those games. That's true. I've been riding the Red Sox throughout the weekend for sure, but I got to believe that the Yankees show up tonight. If they don't, Yankee fans going to have a heart attack.
2: Yeah, that's a, I'm saying. A lot of guys might have the defibrillator because Lance Lynn's
1: pitching laying ninety cents. I'm going to take I'm the White a Sox Yankee tonight. I'm going to take a Cub parlay
2: plus one twenty four. Yeah, I'm going to take a shot with the White Sox. All right, continue, continue, I'm crazy. Yeah, anyway, way. I'm going with Abreu uh, with the White Sox forty six hundred dollars. Jericho. He's back again, Gabe, because he's jerk, good. Jerk chicken. Yeah, I like jerk chicken. 16, 20, 16. The St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Carpenter's not the only guy who's been doing good Good work. Jerko has been doing great work. 41 DK points in his last three games. This guy's been nuts. Six RBIs in his last three. Jerko's really hitting the ball well, and I think he's in a very good matchup against Miami tonight, despite Gabe, uh, the Chen Master, pitches well at home. I'm a little bit concerned. No- Nolan Arenado for Colorado, $5,400. dollars you got to put him in. He's back, Gabe, with a solo home run. Thank you big game in Milwaukee. It looks like he's back on track. It's expensive, but we like Colorado against Musgrove and Pittsburgh tonight. As Drubal Cabrera uh, for Philadelphia has been on fire. He's been uh, hitting really well. Two home runs in his last two games. 16, 19, 35. Maybe he will keep it up. And the outfield is absolutely stacked. I got David Dahl, one of Dick Myers guys at $3,500 for Colorado. I think he's a steal tonight. Also, when he's been playing, he's been getting double digits. 11, 14, 16. He's actually scoring really, really well. He's getting hits. Seven uh, RBI in his last six games, and he's been hitting well winning the Colorado lineup. Give me David Dahl. I'm also going with you, Gabe. Cargo is in a really good spot for Colorado, so two out of the three, and Conforto. I had was going to go with Nimmo, but uh, Dinkmeyer got me switching to Conforto. You like his uh, potential for home runs as well tonight against Javi, so the team...
1: Mets should be able to win that game. You would, I, you I, would I, think, I, yeah. Trust them,
2: Conforto, yeah. Conforto, I think, is in a really good spot. He's hitting in the cleanup hole number four, too, so I got Godley... Freeland, Romine Lettuce, Abreu, Jerko, Arenado, Cabrera, Conforto, Dull, and
1: Cargo. I really like the lineup. Lots of power. Lots of home run potential tonight. Uh, you know, um, let's just take a look at a couple other uh, players that we didn't take. I was talking about so Trevor Bauer. So everyone, yeah. everyone's going to be on Trevor Bauer tonight. He's the pricey guy. Bauer this, Bauer that. We talk about Cleveland being a dangerous uh, play. There's something about Minnesota and Cleveland. There just is the Minnesota. The Minnesota Twins have really been a thorn in these guys' side for a couple of years. Actually, they've won seven of the ten games uh, this year. Uh, but uh, as far as Bauer is concerned, there's there's a long, long list of guys on um, on Minnesota have had success specifically i would say rosario 12 for 33 dick meyer brought him up two home runs and nine rbis very good rosario's Bruce good power i would imagine that cleveland win this game except i don't yeah they should win i'm not putting him in a parlay and i don't trust i'm i'm passing on this one the last
2: game against minnesota bauer was at minnesota he gave up two earned runs in six innings, gave up a home run, four walks, only three strikeouts and uh, 14.9 DK points, Gabe.
1: For that price at 12,300, that's not value. You He's going to have to do better than that. Do you know that the Minnesota Twins are 4-0 and against the Cleveland Indians uh, in Kyle Gibson's uh, past four road games against nice.
2: uh, the Tribe? Won't be laying it down with Cleveland tonight.
1: But the Cleveland Indians are 5-2 and two in Bowers' last seven games against uh, the Twinkies.
2: <laughs> yeah, Stats on both sides.
1: Right. Eddie Rosario is hitting 364 against Bauer. 12 for 33 with a double, two home runs, and non-RBIs. Joe Maurer hits 302, 13 of 43 with seven doubles, a home run, and six RBIs. Um, Logan Morrison, yep. six for 17, 353 with two doubles, a home run, and three RBIs. See what I'm saying? Like, there's just there's a few dudes on the Twins. They got uh, Bauer's number. Yeah, it seems like Minnesota's not intimidated by Cleveland.
2: There's certain things in sports, and you don't certain matchups. Yeah, yeah. you you talk about it. Watching a long time, like certain teams just eat certain teams up. There's no rhyme or reason to it. There's no statistics to back it up. Minnesota doesn't mind playing Cleveland. Like it's weird, and then they can get beat down by a team. Like you talked about, like the Angels versus the Tribe. Like dominance by one team in history. It happens a lot, but and sometimes bad
1: teams. Like Minnesota's not a great baseball team, but Hell, they do
2: well against the tribe.
1: Um, Pudge uh, Pudge Rodriguez kid Derek on the hill here tonight against Charlie Morton. I think it's a lower scoring game here tonight. This game,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, Morton and the yeah the Giants. Actually, I'm I'm thinking with all the injuries, you saw what happened with Houston. They had a couple main guys out. They have a lot of uh, backup players. They're so deep though, but that line to me is telling me there's something fishy going on and i'm going to be on san francisco tonight i like I, san francisco i think dog. i think san francisco at plus at 150 with houston's injuries uh is, i like the under, seven. I like, yeah, the under I, seven I like the under seven. i agree with you i like san francisco
1: in the under and how about this the under is five and two in morton's past seven uh games um morton is four and oh to the under the last four games against national league west teams the under is also 25 10 and two um and Astros, thirty seven games against the National League. Then the Astros have been a big under team. Uh, the Giants, Rodriguez under five and one in his last six starts, four and one last five interleague uh, battles. So we can go on and on. There's yeah, you, a lot of number trends uh, between, saw, yeah, to the, the under. The
2: Dodgers and Astros gave good point. Like you saw these games, three two, like they're very very low scoring under the number, almost
1: playoff style without the dinger type of games. It was weird. All right. Um,
2: we like the Giants. Yeah,
1: a lot of under trends going on in baseball right now too. The uh, the Boston Red Sox five one and one to the under in their past seven games. Cincinnati Reds six and two to the under in their past eight. Yep. Uh, Milwaukee five two and one to the under in their last eight. Philadelphia six one and one to the under in eight games, and uh, Washington six and two to the under in the last uh, eight. Uh, meanwhile, you know, whenever we do these streaks every Monday, we check in. It's the same damn teams. Uh, the Boston Red Sox are always hot. They're eight and one in their last nine games. The San San Diego are always not. They're two two and nine in their last eleven. St. Louis is seven and three in their yeah. past ten. They've been playing good good gritty ball. Yeah, they're actually they're grinding. They're still they're battling. And Miami are actually zero six in their last six. And I like the Marlins tonight. I'm gonna roll the dice with Chen tonight. I like your style it's Isn't like it a uh, nice home dog against the weaver well Green yeah weaver. everyone's gonna look at Chan number one say he sucks they're not gonna realize he's actually good at home they're gonna look at Miami and go oh, my God these guys are on a 6 game losing streak they're gonna look at St Louis and say oh St. Louis and one seven of ten it's just one of those when something's too yep. obvious it's yep. it's gonna backfire I often know you know I bet small favorites and a lot of parlays in baseball but uh, tonight, pretty much almost all, a lot of my picks tonight are going to be on the plus money variety. I like
2: that. That's a good, good way so to I've go. So I've got the
1: Marlins at plus 145. The number is just too good to refuse on their home field. A Yankees and a Cubs parlay is plus 124. That's another plus money uh, pick right there. San Francisco Giants, plus 130. Another plus money pick. Um, and then we'll have the Astros and the Giants under 7, which is um, whatever, even money, minus 110, etc., and then I'm gonna go with an Astros Giants, no run in the first inning.
2: Yeah. I like that one from that game. No I run. do like that. Yeah, no, with
1: Morton and Rodriguez, yeah, that should be that that's a good that looks very, very tantalizing, especially with the total of seven. One pick that I did leave on the table here though, and I am intrigued by them actually. And we're gonna jump in on this. We're gonna add a uh we're gonna add the Seattle Mariners to the rotation here. Can't can't refuse thirty five cents. It's 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 a fair price. Especially against
2: yeah against Perez LeBlanc's been pretty decent. He's been okay. Look like LeBlanc is actually pitching good for Seattle. Maybe leaving Seattle and the Blue Jays. I'll tell you something, Gabe. There was more Blue Jay fans. You saw what happened this weekend. They they took over Seattle. Seattle's probably like, you know what? Maybe it's time tonight to get out of town, get our mojo back on the road. That's where you get the groove back a lot of the time. Which wasn't uh, great
1: for Seattle when you consider that they're actually in a playoff hunt. I know.
2: Bad timing.
1: Blue Jays are, it's crazy how popular the Blue Jays are. It really is nuts. All the
2: Expos are gone, right? So everybody in Canada is just uh, with the Blue Jays. Yeah, I don't know. There's, there's a lot there's of people out west that, but, but yeah, but... They
1: like them. Well, people in Vancouver, yeah, there's there's a lot, but even, like, Blue Jay fans that just travel. It's, you know, Raptor yeah. fans travel very well, but Blue Jay fans... They're insane. thing is, the Blue Jays suck, and really, you can't... You know, whatever city they're in, they were in San Diego earlier this year, there was a ton of Blue Jay fans. You know what it is?
2: A lot of Blue Jay fans, I don't know if they work for the government or have a lot of time off, but they're everywhere. Like, they don't, like you said, it. I'm seeing the same people in the broadcast. I'm like, they're taking, like, they yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're taking baseball trips. That's
1: what I'm saying. It's not like the, the Blue Jays have a ton of fans in every city, but their fans seem to go to these games yeah. everywhere. they got time, yeah. yeah. Like they play in Texas, and there's like I, 600 Blue Jay fans great, in the stands. I know like, why. Like, why are you guys in Texas? <laughs> and I see like, the same. You're game. not even good. It's not even a big game. Like, why are you there? I've seen the same fans. Like in Seattle, yeah, like they're traveling yeah. with the team all over the country. Yeah. A lot of rich Blue Jay fans. You're telling me, buddy. Game time for decisions. Lineup block live continues. We're getting into some golf DFS. to time decisions up block live, ready rage. I gave him Red Alongside the raging redhead, Cab Stewart. So it's getting some golf. Uh, a little early Good. in the week, but I'm sure you already sort of know who you're liking anyways.
2: Uh, a few guys definitely are going to be on the card, Gabe. But, uh, you know, you're just looking at it. It's one of these tournaments, too, that uh, I won't be betting too many, like, crazy underdogs. The PGA Championship, usually the cream rises to, to the top. Guys like DJ Rory, Justin, Thomas, Dake, Kepka, like, you know what I mean? Like Fleetwood up at the 28, but not even like through that point, Molinari, eh, can't, I don't want not be taking him. So I think one of the guys 28 and under wins this golf tournament.
1: We were too, So we mentioned earlier, and Dan Daly's one of the best uh, golf cappers out there. Uh, so he's not going to be joining us on Wednesday. We're not going to be on if you're just tuning in right now, but we will be back on Friday to get you ready for the weekend, uh, guys. And I'll be on with Craig Carton On uh, Wednesday morning and Thursday morning, maybe tomorrow for a little bit at the end of the show. But uh, basically, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, as Cam uh, mentioned, uh, we've got meetings getting ready for the September uh, season, as uh, well as um, as well as some uh, stuff to attend to uh, along the way. Uh, So, but we'll be back on uh, Friday. It's a paid vacation for Cam Stewart. Yeah, not bad. I can really I can go and get that computer that I've uh, that you've been talking to me about. Let's say. The odds are about plus 400. Really? I think plus I'm. plus six hundred.
2: 600. I don't know. I'd I i I'd be betting on me on this one,
1: Gabe. Three days to get it. So you're telling me you're going to have a new computer by the time that I see you on Friday?
2: I think so. I really, I really <laughs> hope so. <laughs> you went from thing to hope. <laughs>
1: if I, think, I get a good deal? I think so. I, I hope so. I got to go to the
2: refurbished computer place and see what uh the boys are saying hopefully, <laughs> hopefully there's something uh, under six seven hundred dollars <laughs> don't got a lot of extra money
1: hey, straight cash says he's taking uh
2: homer <laughs> bailey, <Yeah. You>
1: know, <laughs> homer bailey. Yeah, no i
2: like straight cash style
1: yeah you got to go contrary <laughs> yep, I'm about, Yeah, i'm going i, I
2: told straight cash i was going freeland he goes yeah well i'll tell you one thing about Look, homer I'm, bailey i've
1: got chen so i can't talk and say you guys are crazy i'm taking yeah, chen yeah, we're all crazy he's forty yeah. three hundred dollars
2: I'll tell you, doing these pitchers, we've seen a lot of these cheap guys really, really come through and and do a good job. Homer Bailey, Cincinnati in New York. The Mets, you are not really, I don't don't think, worried about them too much. So as a contrarian play at that price, I think it looks really, really good, Gabe. I really have confidence in Freeland tonight. I don't believe uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates haven't been hitting the ball very well. I know it's Coors, but I'll take it. And your boy, Chen, I can't believe his uh, ERA is different by over eight from uh, home to road that's insane i've seen splits before but that's uh that's banana splits man that's nuts don't you think? Yeah. Like, a, like from going from a two and change to a 10 and something, that's just uh, I have, out of control. I sort of have buyer's remorse though already. <laughs> <laughs> Want to get rich? Want to go to throw a little choppy in there, Dick Buyer style, but then you got to shave yeah. on the bats. That's the problem. It's uh, like a yeah, Jenga. I'm going to hope for the best. Yeah. yeah. Once you take one piece off, the whole tower comes down. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm going to say keep with my l- roster too. And I feel good about uh, some of the guys in the lineup. It's going to be a good night.
1: Positivity. All right, checking in with some of the uh, the other trends of the day, some of the crazy uh, trends. Yankees are 14-0 straight up as a favorite of more than minus 135 when they're off a game as an underdog in which they did not hit a home run. Yeah, they, were, they weren't they were really an underdog last night. No, I No, the game was a pick em. Yeah, depending on when you bet it. The line was sort of hovering.
2: Yeah, actually, when I got in on it earlier, they were plus 105, and it was like minus 106 or something
1: by game. Time. The Royals are 0-32 straight up as underdogs, a plus 170 or more. Off a game as an underdog in which they hit at least one home run and scored at least three runs. That's the game. They're 0-32. Li- so yeah. the Yankees. I like the Cubs.
2: Minus one and a
1: half. A Yankees, 14-0, and 0, yeah. You like the Cubs one and a half? Oh, yeah.
2: Think, think about it. Junis for Kansas City. Kansas City, they've and been the giving up. Run. red hot, too. Yeah, I, just, I think Hamels, against that lineup, he can get it done. Yeah, I'll be laying, laying it down with the Cubs.
1: So Yankees are 14-0 and 0 straight up. His favorites are more than minus 135 when they're off a game as an underdog when they didn't hit a home run. Royals are 0-32 straight up as uh, underdogs at plus 170 or more off a game in which they uh, hit at least one home run and scored at least three runs. Um, the Cardinals are 9-0 and straight up in franchise history as a road favorite Uh-oh. of more than minus 130 after a game in which Matt Carpenter hit a home run.
2: Oh, God. That's a lot of games.
1: The Cincinnati Reds are 0-12 straight up in franchise history when Homer Bailey starts as a road dog when they scored less than three runs and left at least ten men. On base in his last start. <laughs> it's an average trend. Everyone knows yeah, those trends. Yeah, everyone knows that trend. Come on. Yeah, he's 0 12. Yeah, the Reds are 0 12 when Homer Bailey starts as a road dog when they scored less than three runs and uh, less, uh, left at least 10 men on base <laughs> in his last start. So, in other words, it looks good for the Mets tonight. The line's gone down. I will be betting the Mets. Tonight. So, according to the trends of the day, it looks good for the Yankees, the Cubs, the Cardinals, and the Mets.
2: I'm on the Cubs and the Mets.
1: All right, let's get uh, let's get into the golf camp. Sure, this, buddy. This it. Yeah, it is it.
2: And uh, you know, Gabe, I'm gonna start uh, the six pack there. And we, well, we could actually do our DraftKings team first. I got to give you credit. Like, and you know what, I love. We give credit where credits due, man. Tripling the money, I did a couple contests. One of them too, where we had some guys in the top f- 5 he Morantzi's been kicking, and they Thor that Thorbjorn Bjorn pick. It was unbelievable. The, f- the fact that he came second was absolutely stunning, and he was very low owned. So you know what? Let's keep the the the, the ball rolling, Gabe. I I did two DraftKings team teams here, and I'm going with Justin Thomas as my uh, top guy on one of the teams. People are like, can he go back to back? Yes, he can. Remember the Sony? Remember the Tournament of Champions, Kapalua? That's what he did in Hawaii. I think actually Justin Thomas once in his life went three weeks in a row. He's that type of guy. He can go, not good, not good, and then boom, streaky, a second, a first, stuff like that. It's 9700 bucks. Brooks Koepka has been a top five machine in all majors, and at $9,600, I think uh, he's going to be in te- uh, contention. I like him for a top 10 bet. If you do, if your book has top sixes, I like him. I also think he is one person that could win the tournament. $9,600 on DraftKings 2 is worth the price. Patrick Cantlay is getting very close. He finished T6 last week, Gabe. $8,400 and also had a couple really bad holes there. I think he's a guy that you have to look out for. I like him in top 10 betting as well. Tony Finau, another guy who's been very dominant majors, making a lot of money, $8,100. And my last two guys, Hoff, Hoff, Charlie Hoffman at uh, $7,200. I got to go cheap. And Gary Woodland at $7,100. I did another team with uh, your boy Olison in it because he's been on fire. And he's only $6,700, guys, on DraftKings. So If he makes the cut and does well, that'll pay for itself. One of the cheaper players.
1: Now you're jumping in on my boy. (laughs) What, Torborn? Uh, I told you,
2: actually. No, you don't want me on him, too. I'm going to hex him, because every time I touch the guy, either when I don't have him, he wins the damn tournament. But it was a good pick.
1: Yeah, no, I'm staying away from him this week. You know, one guy that screwed me last week, actually, another thing, too, I didn't bring it up. Another uh, Barry Horowitz pat on the back. My uh, Gary Woodland, top 20, plus 300 cashed. Oh yeah,
2: Gary Woodland's there. Yeah, I bet on yeah, it. Yeah, Gary Woodland too. Top twenty, top twenty, and top twenty-five betting. Yes, it good pick.
1: Plus three hundred. Yep. But I was way off with Shoffley to be top ten. The guy Shoffley was, bottom, was, Shoffley? was bottom ten. Shoffley was horrible this he was week. Bottom ten. I don't understand what the thing about Shoffley is. don't I've realized? All or nothing. I never bet on this guy. Oh, yet. trust me. I watch th- him play a couple of last month or so. I was impressed with his game. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I like this guy's game. I think he'll do well here. The guy finishes in third to last place or so. He's he not, terrible.
2: He's not one of these T twenty. You know what he is? He's usually in contention to win or like bl- <laughs> He's an all-or-nothing well, guy. I, I There's like a lot guys. of guys in golf, and Shoffley's dangerous. When he's in contention, he can win. Guy almost won the Open Championship. So what do you got for me, Gabe? You got a couple guys on DK that you like? Oh, man, Zach Johnson's only $7,500.
0: Yeah.
2: Course might be a little too long for him, but actually out of those guys... So
1: that's what you guys say every week, and every week
2: he yeah. just puts up big numbers. He's a great wedge. He's a great, great. Every
1: damn week, he's I best hear that. wedge player, one of the best wedge players in the world. Know what though? what I remember. You guys scared me off of. I said in the no, Open no, Championship. No. Oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. He didn't do. What did he do? T seventeen. Yeah, that's pretty good. Nothing wrong with T seventeen. For seventy five hundred dollars, damn right. That's a good. That's good. Then,
2: yeah. Zach Johnson. I actually the guys. Kyle Stanley is somebody to look out for. He played really well last week. Um he's dangerous. And you talk about the Ryder Cup guys. Kevin Na, another guy that might be way under the I Actually, I like Kevin Na. He's not getting any respect. Guy's been playing great. You know, guy's actually won a tournament by multiple strokes, too. He's just one of those guys who gets no respect. And he's good. Ryder Cup talk, a lot of guys on the cusp. Stanley, Na, you know, those guys might be, So you talked about it. What, Zach Johnson, guys who have to play well this week, that have to impress, could be very dangerous. So it's something it's something to look out for. My second team, Gabe. Yep. I'm going with Brooks Kepka at 9600 dollars So he leads my team. I'm gonna go ride your boy Dan Daly's pick. I'm this is a little bit of listening to somebody else, but Jason Day had a two-way miss and he still almost won the tournament. What happens when he straightens it out? The guy is unbelievable. 9000 $9, dollars. So Kepka at ninety-six, Jason Day at nine thousand, Tommy Fleetwood, sorry didn't go in order, ninety-three hundred. I love Tommy Fleetwood to contend and a top 10 bet as well and on DraftKings, 9300 Tony V now at 8100 I really like him. He's been successful in majors this year. Watch out for a guy named Ty Hatton, a Brit. Very cheap as well, $7,200. He actually shows up when the, when the lights are shining bright. I would not be surprised for a top 10 or a top 20 bet at $7,200. Ty Hatton also plus $750 to finish top 10. And Gabe's new friend from Denmark, the Thunder Bear. Thorbjorn, Olsson at sixty seven hundred dollars. Kepka, Day, Fleetwood, now, Hatton, Olsson. <laughs> How you doing, friendo? You got a team? I am trying. Oh, you're working on I gotta get cheap guy, right? It's tough. It's tough. It's a tough week. The number, the math doesn't really work. Like there's guys that I want and they
1: just don't fit. That's kind of the problem, man. Just off by a couple hundred here. I, th- of- I think I'm going to have a pretty good team. I see there's quite a few guys that their pricing point sort of surprises me a little bit. Like. Uh, All right. Let me tell you, like sure. Adam Scott. Going with Adam Scott. Ballsy. Ballsy. He's not playing well. No, he's not. He's damn cheap at $7,600. <laughs> cheap, cheap. Yeah, he is cheap. Snedeker, $7,500. Yeah.
2: Gotta worry about,
1: you know how I feel Keegan about Keegan Bradley, $75. That one might be,
2: you know what? That's an interesting one.
1: Keegan Bradley's actually not in bad form. And this is what I have so far. I like that. I've thing. got Jason Day. Yep. Tony Finau. Oh, God. Yep. Brooks Kepka. I like them all. Webb Simpson. Yes. And uh, now I've got uh, 15600 left. So I've I got like Ke- an average of $7,800 left.
2: Go Keegan Bradley at 75 Listen to him. Fourth at the RBC Canadian Open. Uh, T13 at the Greenbrier. Guy's actually been good, Gabe. He's got like a couple a uh, top, top five, top 15. Did you say you liked Hoffman? I don't mind Hoffman. Wow, seventh at the Players' Championship.
1: 7200 is pretty cheap.
2: I want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. $7,200 is why he's on one of my team. It could, I didn't, couldn't fit him on both, but I do like Hoffman. Kyle 7, Stanley,
1: $7,100. That's a steal. Pretty cheap. Where's nah $7,100 $7, for Stanley, man. Great
2: price, guy. Almost won last week. Where's Nah? Six thousand eight
1: hundred dollars for Kevin Nah? Na? Yeah, that's, yes. Yeah. That's that's. What I'm saying that's, that's what I'm just the lot of guys where their pricing point is like <coughs> Nah should be seventy five, seventy six hundred minimum. Not well, even have money left over. So, so, so you go. could build yes, yeah,
2: so you could build your team even greater.
1: I yeah, will bump uh, Stanley. You're gone. So how much you got? I got 8,800 now. 8,800 left. I can go with Matsuyama, yeah. Stenson, nope. Norin. Garcia, Cantley. Ooh, I like can'tley I like Norin and Cantley there. Keep on going. You know what? I'm thinking my boy Hideki's due, except he's really not playing well.
2: No. Here's Hideki. Uh, I'm going to give you some sad news. T-39. I, know, I know. Missed cut. Miss cut. Actually, you know what, though? He had a good stretch there. He had T-16 at the U.S. Open, which I don't remember him playing that well. Thirteenth at Memorial and sixteenth at Byron Nelson, then cut T seventy six nineteen forty nine. He's just not close, but anybody Hideki Matsuyama's is a damn good golfer. I like You're to, right; he's going to turn it on one week. That's I'll, a balls play. No one's going to own him, Gabe.
1: I like to get uh, I like to get Leishwood in here. Leishman, but Leishman, oh yeah, Leishman,
2: Leishman seventy eight hundred bucks. It's a good pick. Mark Leishman. Pfft guy's most underrated golfer going. 14th, 13th. The guy's, he's, he's pretty good. consistent. Second, yeah, he's good, too. Very cheap. That's a really, really, really economical price for Leishman. I'm having problems. There's a lot of guys that I want to put in. It's just, it's hard.
1: This team is Jason Day, Tony Finau, Brooks Kepka, Kevin Na, Mark Leishman, and Webb Simpson. That's a good team, man. Not a bad team. Say that again? And don't forget, but I have $1,000 left over. <laughs> Really? Yeah. So, you got Day, Kapka, who? Simpson? I can upgrade from Nah.
2: Okay. Day, Kepka,
1: Simpson. Who else? I got Day, Finau, Kepka, Leishman, and Simpson. Now I got 78
2: So, $7,800 of the guy left.
1: I'm going with Zach Johnson. This is my team. Ooh. It's one of my teams. Jason Day. Yeah. And I should note, all these teams that we keep winning on, I do yeah, just, just put it. together on the fly here. Yeah.
2: Sometimes it's better not to overthink it. Just yeah. do it.
1: Jason Day, Webb Simpson, Tony Finau, Brooks Kepka, Mark Leishman, Zach Johnson. Enter. Yes, but yeah, yes. There's a lot of guys that that you oh, know. The guys are a couple so other guys I want to take a look at. I wouldn't mind a piece of Tommy Fleetwood and DFS. He's probably going to be all right. Yes, the guys I would look for. I'm um, you know Justin Thomas.
2: Yeah, he's underpriced. Like Tiger Woods is ninety. Okay, people. Tiger Woods is ninety nine hundred dollars. He's in the five hole. That's nuts. Justin Thomas is $200 cheaper than Tiger? That's
1: stupid. All right, I'm going to jump in again. I'll do it quick here. And
2: Molinari's too high, even though, you know, he's playing great. I'm not sure if this is going to be the week. Oh. No. lay at 84, I think, is a good play. And the, 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 your cheap guys, it's unbelievable. The guys you're seeing around the 70, wow. Webb Simpson for $7,700, good. Is that, you said it, Zach Johnson's cheap at 75. Gabe, there's a lot of guys. Peter Uline 73. Hoffman, seventy-two. Stanley, seventy-one. They're way too low, and that in that range from seven thousand to seventy-eight hundred dollars is a lot of value there. There's a lot of good players.
1: Oh, this this one, I'm I'm reaching.
2: <laughs> you're you're digging deep.
1: Ugh, I'm, uh, I can't find anybody this cheap. <laughs> I got sixty-four hundred dollars left. <laughs> What about this Lorenzo Vera dude?
2: Uh, he's pretty good in Europe, but I
1: don't... Uh, I like the look of him. Yeah, well,
2: you like his look? Yeah, he looks like a guy that slays women. He's like kind of like an older porn star. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like the, the most interesting man in the world. Like, you could just meet him at a bar, have a beer with him. Yeah, eh?
1: He didn't make the cut at no. the Scottish Open. No. <laughs> he didn't. I just pushed a little too much by putting DJ in it. Ooh, yeah, yeah, I, really I, I, yeah, that was just a little. I pushed just a little too much. Spieth can go screw himself. All right, Rory. I'll put Rory in. Rory's actually could win. Doesn't leave me much. All right, get to the six-packs and the picks. We've only got about a minute.
2: You, okay, buddy. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood, 28-1. to 1, Tony Fee now. 40 to 1. Sorry, I forgot. Brooks Kepka at 20 to 1. Tommy Fleetwood at 28. We got Fino at 40. Cantlay at 40. Ty Hatton at 90. Two bombs for you. Luke List at 125. And Eddie Pepperell at 150. <laughs> I've love, always loved Eddie Pepperell. He's always been good to me, Gabe. Baseball. Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm going with the Cubs minus 1.5. Colorado, Arizona, two pooches. White Sox half unit. And San Francisco Giants plus 130. What do you got?
1: Taking a lot of dogs here tonight. Give me the Marlins plus 145. Yankees Cubs parlay plus 124. San Francisco Giants, plus 130. Mariners, minus 135. Astros, Giants, under 7. Astros, Giants, no run in the first inning.
2: Does your fantasy team suck? Maybe you need us. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The only free 24-7 Fantasy Sports Radio Network.